we're all protecting you. We have, we have all protected, protected you. you. About my marriage? About what you told us about your marriage. With the mostest? We you told us. Okay, I don't know. Don't, don't ever so bring so you guys around me. Let me tell you something. The only thing. If I want to see that, I would have wrote it. I'm not really sure what I've done to you, but Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Hot and Bravo podcast, part of the Buttered Pop Network. It's Eddie Estrada here with my co-host, Armin, to talk all things Dallas, y'all. We're here for RHOD Recap. How are you, Eddie? I'm doing good. I'm feeling fantastic. I was really feeling the spooky season this episode because there was two terrifying things this episode. We had the Haunted Hill House of Manor in Dallas. And we also had an appearance by Steve Kemble. So I was equally <laughs> terrified by both. And Perfect so, timing, by the way, on the release of the episode, exactly. considering it's October. It's almost Halloween. I'm in the midst of, you know, feeling scared and spooky all the time. I went to Horror Nights in Hollywood recently. and You did? Definitely jumped out of my skin multiple times but you're throwing a halloween party i am which you might be invited to i don't know i don't know if my people know that you're on the list so i'm not going to send the text message but steve kemble might if your people is eddie estrada i received a facebook invite (laughs) from one eddie estrada so i mean we'll see who knows i I don't know if i invited you or not yeah who knows (laughs) leanne your people leanne oh (laughs) god that was so bad at the end of the episode but (laughs) no yes we are um i'm excited to see what you're gonna be wearing you know i go all out for halloween i don't even know what i'm gonna be who knows? Is Carrie invited, speaking of? I don't know. We'll see if my people reached out. I, for- I forget. I don't know who my invites are for. So if you guys if you guys haven't caught on, we're talking about the most recent season, of, or not, of course, the most well, recent yes, season, the most recent but season. also the most recent episode of Dallas. Uh, and lots of stuff happened before they got to Hill House Manor mm-hmm. uh, to do their little paranormal activities. So let's, let's start at the beginning of the episode. We had a really cute moment with, you know, Brandy and her kids doing cheerleading, but the real drama started at Toasted, which is a toast place um, that Cameron, I don't know why I'm going to That, that went a little southern I there. Know. Yeah, it's I gonna, noticed it's that. It's going to pop in and out. I've watched this episode three times now, so I'm going to be in and out of my little Dallas accent all day. Hmm. Uh, I feel like I am Cam because she is a fake southern right. accent as well. She's but a it's, Californian who is developing a southern accent. It's When you're around people, you just start to mimic. Uh, and I've been around these women a lot. <laughs> well, if you're from Dallas, let us know if Eddie's doing a good job. No, it's they're all going to be like, it's like when I try to do my Australian accent. And do it. Good time, mate. Good time, mate. I'm here from Australia. <laughs> okay, that's terrible. It's it's good enough. You think so? I don't know. Maybe I can pass. <laughs> don't, don't do it. Do British. Oh, crikey. <laughs> no, that's Australian. <laughs> Eddie! What was that? Rise and shine. <laughs> that's, that's better. Like, that's, that's better. A- you did it. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay. So Kylie Jenner, famously British. Got famously British. Rise and shine. One of my, <laughs> one of my good friends lives in London now, and I'm, I, I wonder if she, um, Stephanie Pratted herself, where she's mm. accepted the, the accent, but we'll Dorit see. Dorit Kemsley. The Dorit Kemsley. Um, but let's get back to this confrontation between Cam and Stephanie um, with Stephanie's avocado toast that she does not touch the entire time. Uh, this is basically a reconnect between the two to kind of figure out where things are after Mexico. Because as we found out, there's a disconnect in their friendship where 
Cameron doesn't feel like Stephanie's there to defend her or actually stand up to her because she's so close with Brandy, so she feels isolated. So she felt like when Stephanie could have stepped in between in the fight between Brandy and Cameron, she didn't because of her loyalties to Brandy, whereas Stephanie is saying she didn't step in for the sole fact that there was no clear right or wrong with the situation, so she couldn't take a side. She said in an interview, um, if Brandy had, you know, yelled at Cameron and Cameron would have just walked away instead of throwing the napkin and saying trash, she would have told Brandy, you know what? You weren't, that was not cool. That's not okay. Cameron's a good girl, you know, whatever. But it was because Cameron retaliated that there's no clear culprit in, you know, who her, who, because as Stephanie brings up, the word trashy and trash is very triggering for Brandy and for Stephanie herself. She's seeing both both sides here. Yeah, which is the beauty of Stephanie. And I think that's why she is able to handle this calmly when Cameron, like Stephanie said, is running on a hamster wheel. Like this girl cannot stop and listen. She is she has to get all of her points out and she has to yell at someone like nonstop until they're like, dude, I'm not even getting two cents and you're not even hearing my side of the story. Like Cameron's ready to leave without even hearing what Stephanie has to say. Let me ask you a question. Do you think that Steph and Cameron have ever had a legitimate friendship? No, and I think okay. and I think that's what See, Steph- that's that's what I'm thinking too. And Stephanie's like, I want to become your friend, but I feel like we're surface level friends where Cameron's trying to act like I've known you for 2 years, we're besties, which time does not always equate you know, level of friendship. I've known people for like what, like 10 years, 8 years, 9 years, I wouldn't call them my friends, but like you know, I think they're service level friends, but they're like, they're not going to know the deep downs, ins and outs of my mind and, you know, soul. The podcasters listener as well, though, because yeah. I, I reveal all here. Yeah, but, exactly. If you listen to this podcast, you're basically Eddie's best friend. Yeah, it's like you, you get um, more than you need to know. Yeah, I think there are uh, different parameters for different people mm-hmm. in terms of what equates a friend. But from what it looks like, at least from afar... I don't think they've ever like legitimately been friends. And Cameron's coming at this like, you're my friend, but you're not acting like it. And Steph is like, well, no, I think I'm acting like it. And she kind of is acting like a friend. She's definitely yeah. not acting like an uh, enemy. Yeah. But to me, I don't, I just don't think they're friends. I don't think they're like legitimate friends. They're definitely not ride or dies. I mean, that's for sure. Brandy and Stephanie are ride or dies. Exactly. But I think that this whole disillusionment that Cameron feels, it's not on Steph. It's just on the fact that they're not that close. But I think I think you're right because Cameron is like so heartbroken that when and like focuses on the fact that Stephanie says they're surface level friends. I do not think that was a diss at all. I think she's saying, I feel like we are surface level. I'm looking and willing to get to that level. But the reason I talked to Carrie instead of you about my problems is because I didn't feel like we're at that place yet. I feel like, you know, we're, we're there. And then Cameron's like, oh, we're surface level friends. Like, blah, blah, blah. like, I can't believe you. Like, you don't honor our friendship. And it's just too much. And she's about to leave. Finally, Stephanie, like, talks her down and is like, no, like, I validate your feelings. I understand. I'm sorry that happened. But I can't take a stance when I don't see a clear black and white with right and wrong. And in this situation, it's a gray area. Both ladies did stuff that was like not cool. Don't be so uncool. Don't be Chill so out. uncool, Cam. 
uh, I don't know. Cameron is like, I'm tired of everyone else pretending to be the victim when really the only one pretending <laughs> to be a victim here is Cameron. It's like, look in a friggin' mirror. It's like a ton of projection right now. It's like, that's all it is. Yeah. It's astral projection. I'm joking. We're getting spooky season. Um, it's all Halloween themed on this podcast. Rise and shine. But. <laughs> British Kylie, right? British Kylie. British Kylie. I like it. <laughs> Just in a little top hat and a mustache and she'll be good to go. Um, okay, let's move to what was the first most terrifying uh, moment of this episode, which was uh, Leanne's <laughs> bachelorette party. Okay, oh, Bravo man. slash Housewives. When will you learn? A girls and gays party is not only so outdated, it is so tired. Like, it's embarrassing for them. Like, am I am I wrong or am I wrong? Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> am I wrong or am I wrong? You mean, am I right or am I right? Exactly. You're right. And I feel like it's so commodifying. It is. It's like, and okay, when Leanne. Check out like, my purse. Exactly. I have, a, like, all my friends are gay. Okay, we get it, Leanne. Like, you're trying to show that you are the biggest fruit fly around. We understand that you are the queen fruit fly of Dallas, but... And we should be fair and acknowledge the fact that she is an advocate uh, yeah. for the LGBTQ No, we love it. She's always community. there at Pride. She's, like, been so supportive of the community, but... And I believe she does do f- different fundraising events and... Well, she's a is, philanthropist. You know that's who she is in her mind. She's all about charity, Armin. But no, I mean, I do appreciate that, but this party was just like... Right. It's just... It's toned up. It, it's, it just rubs me the wrong way a little bit. I, I'm not a big fan of these parties because, like you said, it's a commodification of the friendship and the relationship between a girl and her gay BFF because, you know, there was that whole... There was a whole wave in like the two, early 2000s where it was like the best accessory is a gay BFF. And it's like, mm. please, no, it's a person, not an accessory. Exactly. Um, girl, clean up your act. Clean up your act. Um, you know who tells Leanne that is Carrie Brittingham because she decides to confront Leanne at the bachelorette party, which I think is a ballsy move because it's one thing to confront Leanne in general. It's another thing to confront Leanne at a Leanne event. And even more so to confront Leanne at a Leanne event for Leanne, not just one she's putting on. So yes. this is the triple threat, like going into the flames and fire and fury like no other. And Carrie's like, I'm going to stand my ground. I feel uncomfortable because I met these women through Deandra and Deandra's not here. And it's weird for me to be here and not Deandra. So she first goes up to Leanne. She's like, oh, I wasn't invited to the wedding. I, it's <laughs> weird that I'm being invited to all these parties and I'm not invited to the wedding. Right. And Leanne's like, oh, you're not invited to the wedding. Uh, here, I, it was lost in the mail. We'll make sure we get that to you. That was one of the one of the invitations that was lost in the mail. And then that's where Carrie's like, well, then why isn't Deandra invited? Which was so smart of Carrie, if you think about it, to see how willing Leanne was to accept her. Right. And then it's like, well, if you're so willing to accept me, why aren't you accepting Deandra, who you said was cool after Mexico? And that blows up into a whole... It was, a, it was an easy segue. Exactly. It's smart. Like, Carrie is very smart. And that's why I like her. She... She's like a Housewives veteran already. She, she operates what like she's one. doing. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it... I mean, she's not as, like, exciting as a first season housewife. Maybe, like, as Bronwyn or someone else, you know, who has, like, the shock factor of, you know, being super green on camera and not realize when you're making right. out with Tamara in a booth. But... <laughs> She she's playing the game well, and she's making herself a fixture in this group, which I think is really smart. She's kind of taking over the role that Brandy had last season of the foil for Leanne, and 
and by doing so, she is cementing her place with Stephanie and Brandy. I think they are realizing that they're more team Carrie and yes. there's like the whole cam Leanne duo that's doing their own thing over there and everyone else is kind of forming this army on the right. Yeah. And Deandra's out and God knows who no man's land just <laughs> fighting for air. We love it. I, I just have to say the line that we got from the clip of next episode where it's mama D she's like, I don't know they lend money to people who don't. I didn't know they give loans to people who don't have any money. <laughs> like, whoa. I also have to say on Carrie, I think uh, for one, an obvious alpha. Oh, 100%. An obvious alpha. We always love talking about alphas here. Secondly, it, you you touched on this. Incredibly courageous to go after Leanne at a Leanne event all about Leanne because, <laughs> because even if you have a foolproof argument, even if your position is perfect, guess what? Leanne is just going to say, how can you come for me at this event that's about me? Which is what it ultimately became. became. Oh, yeah. And they were having for a while, you know, a little bit of a legitimate back and forth about the merits of uh, Carrie's argument. I actually think I side with Leanne here. I do too, actually. Right? But here's the thing, just on the point of Carrie trying to do this, and I actually just admire the fact that she did, is that in the end, what's going to happen is that person, and I don't think this is actually specific to Leanne, I think anybody would react this way the person who you're going after, if it is their event, whether it be a birthday party or a bachelorette party or whatever, they're just going to say, hey, this night is all about me. Back off. Okay, you like looked at me weird when you said birthday, and I don't want any judgment for how I've acted in the past, but if those events all are about yeah. me. I feel like this has happened to you multiple times on your birthdays. Yeah, and I'm always like, cut the shit. It's my, my birthday. birthday. Exactly. <laughs> Even if you have a perfect argument... In the end, that Talk is... Talk to me tomorrow. Exactly. That is going to be the response. Uh, but on um, the actual merits of the argument, I think if Leanne isn't feeling it, then she's not feeling it, and it is her wedding. Ultimately, it does come down to it being her day, right? Just like for you, Eddie, I know for your <laughs> birthdays, look, if you're not feeling someone, you're not going to have someone, uh, you know, ruin a day that's supposed to be all about you, your special day, right? That is true. Um, but I mean, I'm going off of what you said with like Leanne. I mean, I understand where she's coming from. I love the line where she was like, I, all the people here have shown me through their actions, how much they love me. And if you give, show me an action, then you'll get a mother F an invitation. I love that because that's so true. Uh, talk is cheap. You know, you can talk the talk, but if you're not walking the walk, I ain't having it, honey. And I think Leanne's the same way. It's like, I need you to prove to me that what you say is true because you can say as many things as you want, but it's not until you're standing in front of me being the person that you're saying you are. That's when I'm truly going to believe you. That's when I'm going to trust you. That's when I'm going to let you in. Sorry. I was trying to do the one, two, three. Right, one, two, like, three. What that did was she even great. The end was full of, first of all, fantastic confessionals this episode and two great, just moments. She's such a brilliant actress. She can just think on her head. She always knows what's to say, what's to say. Her wit is unparalleled. She has great delivery. Uh, Like you said, she can always give us a great line. Even if the line itself doesn't quite make sense, like the vasectomy line. (laughs) Oh my gosh, when she's like, But it it creates a great moment where she said, I forget exactly what she said, but she's like, well, if you're not with me, then you could go have a vasectomy or something. Yeah, go wait in line for a vasectomy. And then Carrie's like, well, how does vasectomy work? I think Carrie Duber is the one who actually said that. The medical professional. Right, she 
instantly looks perplexed and is like, wait, how does a vasectomy factor into that? And then Leanne delivers another great moment in line when she goes, I don't know, but I know it just sounded good to the people I don't like. <laughs> you know, something like that, right? And like, then she goes and gets like the tender hug from Tiffany Hendra. Yes. Like, with the, over that, holding her head. Mm-hmm. They want me to worship this fat cow, Deandra, who's not here. Crazy. Another great line. Look, Leanne is the most gifable of the cast. What oh, did you agree? Uh, sh- and maybe Brandy too. Is Brandy uh, gifable? No, maybe. I mean, well, yeah. I mean, the Cookie Monster moment, her giggles. I mean, okay. maybe second. Brandy's probably second. Leanne's definitely first. Leanne is, I think, um, significantly ahead, at oh, least yeah. of second place, if it were to be Brandy. Um, and in terms of great theatrical moments, again, miles and miles ahead of second place whoever that may be, uh, because we could talk about the glass toss. We could talk about the weave moment last season. We could talk about uh, these aren't knives. They're, they're just, just hands. hands. I mean, over and over and over again, she gives us that theatricality. I think she has fire and fury and passion, and she really does make the show, even if she can at times be grating. Exactly. As, as much as you get annoyed by Leanne at moments, when I was like watching the episode like last night, I was like, Damn, she is so annoying. I hate Leanne. And then five minutes later, I was like, "Wow, I love Leanne so much." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really do. She's holding the show. When we on were her watching back. today, you were you said the same thing. I know. It's like I, I, I love Leanne to death. Don't get me wrong, y'all. Leanne is top dog for me. But sometimes it's just like, dude, you are wrong, and it's it's so apparent. But she's just so steadfast and strong that she's like, "Nope, I'm right." By the way, speaking of her hands. Fillers in your hands. I've never heard about that, even in Beverly Hills. And I am now stressed that my hands look too old. Oh, Eddie, stop it. And I just need... Yeah, look at them wrinkles. I've had a lot of wear and tear recently. Maybe it's time to plump it up. Just a little bit of filler. A little bit of... Maybe like... Between some finger, some finger lipo, looking a little webbed, looking a little chunky. You don't even work with your hands. I know. I just (laughs) lotion them. But they're looking old. (laughs) If you're lotioning, that's fine. Well, they got dry. It should be enough. I got got dry skin. I got sensitive skin. Also, uh, you know, Leanne, as she said, is 51, 51 years old. You don't need, if you need to fill your hands, it's probably not for another few decades. I'm like halfway there, Armin. Exactly. That's that means you're young. Preventative Botox. You are young. Fillers. I'm joking. I'm not getting my hands done for another three weeks. Uh, let's. <laughs> she waited 51 years for it. Also, this whole thing. She's like, I waited 51 years to get married. Two episodes ago, she's like, I never thought I was gonna get married. A wedding wasn't in the cards for me. And then now she's like, I've waited 51 years for this moment. And it's like, okay, which is it? Did you want the wedding or did you not? I think both could be true. You always say this. You love the both can be. This isn't. This isn't me playing devil's advocate. Which, by the way, we got a review where someone uh, got very, very upset at me for playing devil's advocate. Who me? Uh, No, we got a review. That someone left a review on iTunes, giving us five stars, but saying Armin, stop playing devil's advocate. (laughs) You're you're an annoying piece of shit or something like that. That was actually me. So (laughs) I actually wrote that comment because I agree. (laughs) No, but here here's what I'm going to say. As I played devil's advocate. she didn't think it was going to be in the cards because she maybe felt hopeless about love. But there was a part of her that really did want to get married. I'm never Even, getting married. See, you're saying no, that. Getting- but also, I don't <laughs> think she meant that in a way that... Um, I don't think she meant that she never wanted it. Just that sometimes you do get down in the dumps about love, right? I mean, you've expressed the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> 
Roll me on the phone. Roast me, bitch. What do you mean? Okay. Do you t- <laughs> okay. Okay. You know, you, you, can, have- you, can be, you can be really depressed and sad and you'll have life. <laughs> like you, Eddie. Okay. Okay. Eddie, see you how it famously is. do Eddie the Love Doctor I'm, I'm on this podcast. All right. No, see you. Bye. I'm going to take care of the rest of the podcast by myself. Um, no, you famously have talked about your trials and tribulations in love. No? <gasps> I'm just I mean, you've dead. been on reality I'm, television talking about it. <laughs> I'm just dead because you literally just called me out in front of like all of our listeners. And you're like, Eddie, your love life is sad. Sorry. You're just I, like, I never said that. That's what I felt. I've been down in the dumps about love too. Believe it or not. Yeah, but you got, you got a good one. I got a good one. You'll <laughs> you get there. You'll get there, Eddie. <laughs> through my trials and tribulations. Through, your tri- through my sad, sad, <laughs> sad love life. Armin just feels so bad for me because like Leanne, it's going to take me 51 years. Yeah, one day you're going to say, I waited 51 years for this. I hope not. I hope it's not 51 years. Please, I would literally gouge my eyes out before that. I'd At least once so I could look like, what was his name? What's her husband's name again? Leanne's. Rick, Rich. Rick, Rick, Rich. Rich. I kept going. I kept watching it last night when she had the veil on with all the riches on there. And yeah, yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. look at that Steve veil. And they're like, it's not Steve, it's Rich. And I was like, Steve's all over that veil. And they're like, no, it's Rich. And I was like, oh, okay. I, I forgot Why his would she have Steve on her veil? I don't know. I was just like really fixated on how much I don't like him. Um, I, I feel like he's one of your rivals now. You, ha- you know how you have rivals? Like yeah. James Kennedy was your rival. James, you guys had that well, whole moment. James Kennedy is like on the mend now. He doesn't know, but we're oh, on the Oh, are you mend. guys cool now? Uh, but rivals that I have. But how about that time he threatened to fight you? Well, yeah, that we were rivals. Like we had beef. Yeah, yeah. People I have beef with now, Steve Kemble, Glitter Farter. Mm-hmm. Um, I always have one with Prez Hilton because he is not a good person. Yes. Um, and then my final one is, uh, oh, the other one's Food God. Or oh, like, you have, you have beef him, with that I guy? Him, I, follow, I call him Fupa Good. The, the Kardashian uh, Yeah, Jonathan ally. Chabin, whatever. <laughs> Little troll of a human snake worm, bitch. Um, <laughs> Did he become famous just for being friends with Kardashians? He like, ran this PR thing with Simon Huck, who Simon Huck is like gorgeous. And we do not hate <laughs> Simon Huck because he's not annoying. People in the family do not like him because he is, like, first of all, gross. Second of all annoying <laughs> um okay back to dallas though because i want to yeah. talk about the ghost tour which i thought was so much fun this is something that i really want to do i think next year armin we are gonna go we got to go to either like the queen mary we got to do something actually haunted because podcast I retreat podcast retreat i i went to horror nights this year and it was fun but it was like too like i jumped and i got scared and i screamed a bunch i fell a few times i scrambled out of rooms in my hands and knees but <laughs> it wasn't really? real no i fell like i was like so scared but something came at me and i dropped back <laughs> and i did the crab walk backwards like in the scary <laughs> movies and i was like screaming terrified well a werewolf i'm came imagining at, it my were- a werewolf came at my face uh, and i dropped back and i was like <laughs> like running back like scary movie and the people who were in my group were like i felt like i was watching a scene play out in like a real like slasher like we thought oh you, were go- you were gone because like the thing came out and i was like ah! like, you're at a corporate uh you know event essentially i know and i was with like, oh, like horror night sponsored by universal studios I know, nothing's like, gonna happen have you seen hellfast <laughs> There's a killer. No, I haven't. It's a movie literally about one of those things, and there's like a killer going around killing people and like. Oh, uh, but they could get away with it because it's all. Like, it's all. Yeah. yeah, dude, I've like seen like every uh-huh. scary movie, so like I know anything that can happen, which is. <laughs> but I think we should go to like something really haunted, like the Queen Mary, something with like actual like spiritual like like you mm. know supernatural things. 
for me, the spiritual realm in this sense uh, doesn't uh, it doesn't compute with me. Does that okay. make sense? I'm more of a. Brandy. I'm not. I'm not downing on it. I'm not being a downer on you know the whole that whole concept. But I couldn't go into it thinking we're walking into a spiritual space. Does that make sense? Yeah, but it could be haunted. It doesn't have to be spiritual. Or haunting. Uh, th- th- it won't really work for me. Okay, whatever. I'm <laughs> I'm much like Brandy. No, though I cannot see the spiritual realm, I can feel it. The supernatural yeah. has always been around me. I is ha- it around us right now? No, this place no. is this is a clean space. This okay. is a, this has good energy. Don't worry. But isn't isn't it sometimes like um, good to have the spiritualness? In well, the, my in intuition's the very strong, and you know this. Yeah. You know I know things like that people have done or like yeah. before they even happen. Like I just have this connection, and I've been to a psychic. If you you know I love my psychic. Right, um, this is true. And she even said that I have a strong like I'm Scorpio. I have a strong like intuition. I have a strong connection to like this supernatural space. But like I've seen, I haven't seen like straight up like Brandy said she saw her grandma smoking on the bed and had like a conversation with her but I've seen figures I felt figures I felt mm-hmm. hands and like presence on me I have like sleep paralysis a lot where I am basically stuck in this twilight zone and I will like you know you're in a half for dream half real state but like mm-hmm. things happen there was someone like the my house growing up the person who lived in there before she like the woman died in there not from, like from cancer like she had just died of natural causes but like I could feel I could feel a presence. Like I always, mm. I've slept on an Ouija board board once, like accidentally, and I had like <laughs> night terrors for a week. <laughs> there Sorry. was no pillow, so I just used the Ouija board to go uh, to sleep, and that and that induced uh, night yeah, terrors. Yeah, I was probably I they let the demons inside my head. It's fine. That's <laughs> why I am the way I am today. Okay. I mean, if that if this all works for you, it works. Okay, but like. <laughs> But this was so much fun. You don't. You're not gonna yeah. tell me this wasn't like a great experience. I mean, it looked fun. It looked. You fun. are such a Leanne. You're like, I don't. I don't buy this. I don't. I just. I, it's not for me. Okay. It's not for me. So you are like Leanne. It's not for her either. It's yes, and I guess I don't buy it. But you know, if if it works uh, for other people, it works for other people. What I love I how Leanne was like. We, we used to tell these stories to all y'all at the carnivals to like make sure you gave us our money. Like she's like, I know this isn't real. It's real. All right, it's real for me. When they when they threw that ball back, when those kids rolled that ball back to them, I I I got a chill. I got a chill. The thing is, I haven't had n- not one experience you describe. I, I can relate to. I have never had even one percent of an experience like that. Don't say that; it will happen to you next. But I don't think the scariest thing that happened in there was the ghosts that were mm-hmm. playing with the ladies. I think the scariest thing that happened was the fight between um, Leanne and Carrie, which they fi- and Deandra, which they finally settled. Deandra basically was like, Leanne is saying that there was some drama after Mexico, but there was no drama. And she calls Leanne out on her BS and is like, you know what? There's nothing wrong. You're just basically like afraid to talk to me. And then Carrie brings up, you know, the invitation and Leanne's (laughs) like, well, I didn't, I didn't invite you. And she's like, well, you did invite me. Like the text message was from Steve Kimball. Like you put me on like the list. Like why am I invited? And Deandra's not. She's like, oh, I, I don't know if I, I invited you. You know, my people probably saw that you were on a list and knew, knew to invite you. And she's like, you're such a liar. You're such an effing liar, Leanne, to bring it back to Camille. But, <laughs> I mean, I'm excited to see the rest of the season, how this progresses. I'm loving this, you know, Leanne versus Carrie situation. I'm excited to see the 20 more parties we have for Leanne's wedding. Only 20 more? 
I, maybe 25. I'm not okay. sure. I lost yeah. count. I don't think that's enough. 20 does I don't sounds think so. light. I mean, in yeah. Texas, it's a big thing. You have to have a million that's parties. That's what Cam says. You know, so I was trying to mimic with my fake Texas accent. It didn't come across. I thought you sounded like Kylie Jenner. Thanks. <laughs> Rise and shine. <laughs> all right, guys. I think we covered it all for Dallas. Did we not? I think we did. I think it's time to rise and shine. It's time to rise and shine, y'all. We need to stop saying that. We will (laughs) see you guys next time. So make sure you guys are subscribed wherever you're listening, whether that's SoundCloud, Stitch, or Google Play Music, iTunes, or Spotify. If you are on iTunes, give us five stars. Let everyone know you love us. You know, we love the stars. And (laughs) Dallas is all about stars. All about it. The Lone Star State. No, we want the five-star state. Hot and Bravo is a five-star state. Um, If you guys want to check out our Instagram and Twitter, Fun things happening over there. Lots of cool things. It's at Hot and Bravo. That's at H-O-T-N-B-R-A-V-O-D. Arms, how can people find you? At Armin Mahram. And I'm at Edna Destrada. We will see you guys next week.